0: Hello and welcome to Pocket Potential. Our aim here is to help you to maximize your potential by taking small steps in the right direction. Now let's jump into the show. Alright, welcome back. I'm your host, Paul Croswell, and I am glad you tuned in today. In just a moment, I'll be sharing my conversation with Caitlin Murray, who is a writer and a humorist who shares about her journey as a mom in funny and transparent ways. You do not want to miss this conversation. But before we dive in, I want to let you know that I've recently released my latest mental health guide. In this guide, I've compiled a list of the five simplest ways to boost your mental health easily and quickly in ways that are safe and do not require drastic changes to your routine. The guide also includes easy-to-follow next steps to help you apply the principles that you will find within it. And best of all, it's completely free. So if you or someone you know could use something like this, just follow the link to the free download. I'll include a link to the download page in the description of this episode. Now, here's my conversation with Caitlin. Our guest today is Caitlin Murray. Caitlin is a humorist and a writer who leads a wildly popular Instagram blog called Big Time Adulting. On it, she shares her experience as a woman, as a wife, and as a mom in raw, transparent, and humorous ways. She and her husband, Michael, have three beautiful children, Callum, Faye, and Luke. Who you can learn about on her blog. Caitlin, I'm excited to have you on. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm really so excited to be here with
0: you. (laughs) Well, the pleasure is all mine. And we'll talk more about this as we dive into the show. But I first came across your content on the explore page of Instagram which <laughs> I, I always found interesting because I'm certain I'm not your target audience.
1: I don't yeah I mean I that it, I always wonder about that too I'm like what how Do people, I don't even, I wonder which post was it that you saw?
0: (laughs) Well, it was a post you made about your husband, believe it or not. And which is probably why it popped up in my explore page. But that post resonated with me deeply as a husband myself and as a young husband at that. And it challenged me. And that caused me to check out the rest of your content, uh, which I found to be very funny. And I've followed your page ever since. But I'm not alone in that. Currently, almost 75,000 people follow your page and the average post sees, I don't know, somewhere between 3,000 and 6,000 likes and hundreds of comments. Uh, so my first question really is, what inspired you to start Instagram blogging and did you ever imagine that it would become this?
1: Um, I guess I, um, you know, I feel like I've always loved, like, writing and entertaining that's sort of always been part of my um personality but um I didn't I guess I didn't imagine that it would grow um as quickly um as it as it did uh but I feel like it's just been a really validating experience for me so um I appreciate that it's uh and it's been a lot of fun. And, um, I feel like a lifelong goal of mine to, um, you know, do something that is fun for me that I feel like I'm good at and that hopefully I'll eventually really be able to monetize. So, um, it's, it's nice to have that goal to work towards while also really enjoying what I'm doing. So.
0: That's so awesome and it's it's amazing that it happened so organically uh the process and for anyone who before couldn't hear me right i i didn't have my mic in front of me so forgive me on that <laughs> uh but you know it happens i guess um but i i'm so excited to hear that it's i'm sure it's been an amazing journey i, I of course took the time to scroll through your page and i kind of saw your your journey, or at least the snapshots of it. Yeah. And it's been really, really cool to follow and to, to watch. Um, and from browsing your page, it's clear that your audience follows you for more than your humor. You are absolutely funny, um, but your humor, I think, is, is just the beginning. Your transparency and the transparency of your content clearly resonate with people in, a, in deep and meaningful ways, um, as it did with me. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people are so uh, connected to your content beyond the humor, I think? And has that impacted you personally, uh, at least the relationship that's been built with your audience through it?
1: Uh, thanks. I, that's so nice of you to say, because I sometimes like wonder what, what direction I should go with like each post. Like, do I need to be more funny? Cause I've been maybe quite serious for the past couple of posts or whatever. But, um, typically I just shoot from the hip and do whatever is kind of like, you know, what I feel at the, at the time I'm, I'm really spontaneous with like what I decide to post and when I decide to post it, um, it's not like a, it's not like I have a weekly plan of, all right, I'm going to do this on Monday and this on Tuesday. It's like daily inspiration, whatever I'm drawing from life. So, um, I think that hopefully that comes across in my page. And I think that's why, um, my followers maybe feel connected to me because, you know, people, uh, can smell bullshit so um, yeah I I try to uh, just keep it keep it real and be actually who I am um, through my page and uh, don't I don't sugarcoat things and I also don't um, you know I but I also have a pretty cheery, perspective in a lot of ways. So I think it's uh, probably just a real life balance that people can relate to, I hope. And um, and so I think that's why I've had like a, a a good engaged audience on my page.
0: Yeah. And I love that you said, I hope. Um, from my perspective, at least, I think it, it it's proven itself that it does, you know, it does deeply resonate. It does come across and the shooting from the hip part is is I think amazing to me mainly because it's a reflection of the fact that this comes naturally to you like just the the honest how can I word this the honest piece of just being able to say well you know what this is kind of where I'm at today and this is how I'm feeling and it's okay for me to feel this way and it's okay for you to feel this way as well if you happen to be feeling this way
1: yeah. Uh, yes, totally. And like, there's definitely a th- uh, theatrical part of like my uh, Instagram persona when I'm dancing with the baby and just being a total goofball. Like that's part of what I, I just, I like to be fucking silly sometimes. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> There was one um, post that you made recently and it was, it, it was a, a, a kind of a collage of videos of your youngest um luke right. right yes and he was just kind of all over the place you know playing with everything and it said them babies are precious angels on earth and babies-
1: oh my God. Wow, this <laughs> is giving me such a run for my money he's my third so like He's the baby, and I'm able to like laugh at a lot of his antics in in a lot of ways. But it is not for the faint of heart. You are just on your toes at all moments with these. It's like they hit that phase where they're like walking or teeter tottering, and then pretty much until the time they're like three years old, they're on like a suicide mission. They're just (laughs) for the house, uh, you know, doing whatever they can to distract you from actually ever completing a task and uh it's a lot of work but sometimes it's hilarious so
0: yeah and you make it you make it not only look hilarious but look fun and and easy <laughs> really, by the way
1: <laughs> I'm not always having fun with that like sometimes I'm actually losing my damn mind but <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> at least I can laugh about it in the end
0: Oh man, I love that. And so I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the post that you made that got me hooked onto your content. Um the post yeah. about your husband because I found I found it to be a powerful and rare perspective that I don't I don't hear a lot, you know, in terms of the relationship and marriage and the the impact it has on each other, you know? So like on social media what you generally see in here is what i'm going to call more so the superficial uh experiences in life you get the the kind of pictures of being on vacation somewhere and those are great i post those as well um yeah. but and at the other on the other side of it you don't get too much of the man this is kind of how this person is impacting and changing and and growing me and i'm growing them if it's okay with you i'd like to read the caption you had okay. uh with that post is that all right
1: yeah fire away
0: so bear with me here (laughs) says this is the caption we both grew up in homes where marriages uh where the marriages deteriorated somehow my husband still came out of it knowing what a good relationship takes as a younger woman I on the other hand had conceptions of someone in a relationship needing to wear the proverbial pants what a horrible uh saying by the way Because basically, I felt undervalued in all of my other relationships, there was a need for me to be, quote unquote, winning. Lucky for me, my husband is smarter and more confident than I am. Uh, He realized the path towards a successful relationship would be to be on the same team, working towards the same goal. He gives no Fs, who is wearing the pants, he loves me as a full on equal in a skirt, a dress a pants or whatever it is i choose to wear without agenda he appreciates and respects me and wants me to be happy truly happy and thankfully for him it allowed me to break down my own walls he allowed me to be vulnerable and authentic and for that i will honor cherish and adore him until my dying day i'm accepted i'm loved i'm appreciated and wow i don't feel the need to prove myself much
1: (laughs) Oh, who wrote that? I'm going
0: (laughs) to (laughs) cry. Oh, it's not finished yet. Uh, We haven't always had a great relationship. We dated for 100 years or so to test and challenge our love until we both realized it definitely wasn't getting any better than what we had together. We didn't learn to love each other so well at first sight, and we're still working on it. But, gee, damn...
1: <laughs> this
0: man is woke AF what inspired this post um
1: I just really love my husband he's um you know I think that we we've been together a long time as I talked about we were friends before we ever um hooked up and I think like that foundation of friendship and our relationship um has really you know been one of the uh the best factors I could say, um, in choosing a mate for myself. Um, and you know, I guess that, um, you know, I talked about having grown up in in houses where the marriages had deteriorated and not worked out. And, um, I think going into marriage, we both had this really headstrong, um, feeling that we would not allow that to happen in our marriage. Um, but it took a while for us to both like probably get to that point where we knew we were the ones who were going to commit to, um, having a good marriage with each other. And, and there's no such thing as the perfect relationship or perfect marriage. We had plenty yeah. of ups and downs on the way um to the altar um but ultimately um we really know each other and really love each other and um my husband is just a you know you could see me on Instagram and I am sometimes an outrageous person or I do some bold things um online for people to see and uh he completely supports me and um and and respects that I'm working towards an end goal with um what I'm doing and sort of laying foundations for business and that kind of thing and uh and I just feel like I have no reasons to be insecure or prove myself um in that way to him or anyone else, so I can just be authentic um, but I think yeah. that that, that person, your person being the person backing you up and supporting you is really what allows you to be your true self. Because if you have that with your spouse, your partner, then that's all you really need. Um, cause that's your family, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just so appreciate him for, for that, for, for being that person for me and for being on my team and, uh, and in turn showing me that i need to be on his team all the time you know i'm not devil's advocate i'm not um working against him i am there to support him and uh be his partner so
0: that's so powerful and i think the thing about that that post and and what you shared about your relationship that is so inspiring and simultaneously so challenging specifically for me. I don't know if anyone listening, you know, feel the same way is that it is, it's, it's the sense of safety you guys create for each other through your vulnerability, through your own security and feeling secure in your own skin yeah. that you allow each other to feel like it's okay to be 100% me. And I'm still accepted and loved and, and desired in the midst of that.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And I think that comes with really taking the time to get to know a person, you know, and um, really being in love with that person that you married, like all of them, you know, every single part, because we all have, you know, our shortcomings and um, our our faults and that kind of thing. And And just being able to accept those things as part of the human that you chose to be with, then... Yeah. Um I think it just makes for an easier ride, you know.
0: Absolutely. And I think I read that when whenever it was because I mean this was a few months ago maybe by yeah. at, at this point. Um when I initially read that, I think the the thing that hit me as I read it, um you know, as I'm scrolling Instagram <laughs> is I you know, I read this and I I just felt this 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 sense of I want to create that for my wife. Like I want to, I've never met your husband, <laughs> but you know, wherever he is, if you would pass this on to him in reading that and in hearing that, I just felt very much like I want to be that kind of husband to create that kind of safety, to create that kind of uh launch pad for whoever and whatever my wife, you know, is supposed to be uh, that she would feel safe and secure enough to be fully that. And it's challenged me in that way.
1: Oh, that's so So nice. thank you for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, thank thank Mike. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass it along to him. I think that also comes with like, um, you know, this deep sense of like secureness and comfortableness in your own skin of who you are as a, a husband or a wife, you know, e- either or. And just um, like not feeling at all threatened by, um, you know, that aspect of someone else winning or like winning an argument or winning a point or any of that stuff. It's just, it's the same team, the same goal. So,
0: yeah. And I'll admit as a young uh, husband and as a young couple, we are still figuring that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's part of the process, right? But, and it's always a work in progress. Like, it's not (laughs) like I don't ever like stoop down and take, you know, take, take a cheap shot here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Not perfect, but you know, on the whole, that's, uh, something that I really try to take to heart and, and emulate.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I totally appreciate that. And clearly I'm not the only one that appreciates that about you and your content and the relationship that you've shared. Um, or at least what you have shared about your relationship uh, with your husband, with your kids. And clearly, like I said before, the, your transparency is a big deal to you and it's meaningful to your audience um, and a big part of the relationship you have with them. So I think my question is, was there, was there ever a time where you second guessed how transparent you are with your life and your experiences and you know, where do you draw the line and why?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I feel like I, um, some so I do have some boundaries um, of things that I do not discuss on my page, like intimacy in a physical way, none of that stuff. Um, I don't discuss, like you'll never hear me um, disparaging my husband on social media. Like I know that's sort of a funny thing that people do. And maybe once in a while I'll make like a a slight joke about it, but it will never really be anything cutting towards my husband or our relationship. And I I keep most of our relationship, I keep pretty close to the chest. So um, I, I don't post very much or often about he and I, but when I do, people really like to see that, I think. And then With my kids, I certainly am making fun of them all of the time because they deserve it. And (laughs) (laughs) um, honestly, I, I do think about, though, as they get older, like my oldest is just about to turn seven, and they still don't have any really idea of what social media even is and that kind of thing. So my hope is is at some point, um, you know, in the future, as they grow and understand the world more, and you know what my audience has been built upon, which I'm I'm very transparent with my kids about. You know, I'm like, you know, mommy is on social media and she has a following of people and they they are on there to see me talk about what it's like to be a mom and sometimes it can be really hard and sometimes it can be really funny and most of the time you know it's amazing and you guys have made my life so wonderful so i try to explain to them what i'm doing in a age-appropriate way yeah um, but at some point when they get older, like you were talking, like you're asking about when I'll have things that are off limits or if I regret or anything like that, if I've been too transparent in ways, um, I think I will have to shift, you know, I, I will probably be like in it on social media in a different way, um, perhaps, or show less of anything about really my kids and more about just me as a mom and a person. Um, and and hopefully be, I'll be in, into other mediums at that point and stuff. Um, yeah. So um, I am cognizant of that um, for their sake as they grow older.
0: Yeah. And I think that takes so much intentionality and forethought um, that if a lot of folks that I've come across don't necessarily – because they didn't plan on becoming, you know, as influential as they as they did, it, it almost catches them off guard like, oh, man, I, I didn't realize, you know, kind of the implications of this. And so it's cool to to hear, you know, the, the forethought in there with that.
1: Um, yeah, thanks. I, I hope I've, I've given it enough forethought. You know, you know, you never know how things are truly going to unfold. But in, in the exact same breath, to be totally honest and frank, like this is me also following my heart and my passion and being honest about my life and what life is. And, um, you know, I want my kids to also see me following my heart and being uh, who I am. So I think that I will also be able to relay that to them as they grow.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's a a powerful gift, I think, to to pass on. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So just to to continue in the line of um, the power of that transparency, one of the things you you shared very openly about uh, back in 2016 was when your oldest son, um, Callum was diagnosed with leukemia and from which, by the way, he's been completely cleared now. Uh, Uh, you mentioned different things though, that you learned in that season, like how to not worry about the things that don't really matter. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you believe that season changed or grew you as a mom?
1: um yeah it it changed me completely to be honest. it was uh I think that you know you could agree that would be a cancer diagnosis for your child is pretty much any parent's worst nightmare yeah. um, and I will say we have been incredibly blessed and fortunate in our um cancer journey in that Callum responded very well to treatment and is, um, really on his road to full recovery. He just finished over three years of treatment in March wow. and, uh, his, his immune system is ramping back up still, but it's on the way up. And, um, you, you aren't technically considered cured until five years after you finish treatment. Um, okay, but, for all intensive purposes in my heart and scientifically he's cured, you know, yeah. um, we, um, will always have it in the back of our minds and our hearts, but, um, but we're, we're truly blessed for him to be so healthy at this point. Um, and you know, it, de- I think that it's not that like I don't get ever hung up on the little things anymore. uh, Stuff doesn't bother me or piss me off on a daily basis or that kind of thing. Cause that's just human, you know? Yeah. But I think I do have a good, uh, handle on perspective and not letting that sometimes, you know, get too far out of control. Um, and, and, you know, just there is a practice of gratitude for, um, the little things, um, when you have something that's big and scary, um, going on. So, and that's a really great, I feel like tool just to positively move through your day, just remaining grateful for like the little things. And I don't mean being like grateful in a way that like, you're afraid to say that You're upset about something like, oh, but I should be grateful because this is good and this is good. I mean, Mm -hmm. truly being grateful for some small, beautiful thing that happened in a day, you know, just wow, that was really appreciating the beauty of the smallness of some beautiful things that we see on a day that anyone can see who's living and breathing on earth. Yeah. Uh, on a daily basis. So no matter what you're going through, there's always something to smile about. Um, and then, you know, uh, I think that that experience with him also gave me a little bit of a uh, a lease to say whatever I wanted about <laughs> being a mom. You know, we've been <laughs> through some real um, stuff. And I think that it's... Uh, it's given me permission to speak about that, like the other stuff more freely. Like, yeah, we, like I'm saying this, but like, take it with a grain, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Cause believe me, I know that things could be worse and all yeah. of that. But, uh, so it's also, it's, it, there, there are silver linings to, um, bad things that happen as well. Not that I would ever, uh, not want to I would always, you know, want to take that experience away from my son if I could, but mm-hmm. I can't. So I try to uh to t- to draw on some of the positives that have come out of it.
0: Yeah. And and I think a part of your superpower in drawing from the positives is that you you have a way of not keeping the positives to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: Uh, thanks.
0: (laughs) And it's, it's really cool though, because as you know, I've, I've navigated a bunch of personal health issues and, you know, in my own journey and I absolutely get what you mean about the small stuff, like just being able to appreciate the littlest things, you know, like on a sunny day in fall, like (laughs) you're just, you're just thankful for it.
1: The way the air feels today, you know, it's just beautiful out there right now. It's, uh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna switch gears again on you. Um, because I, I wanted to get to this question because this is something I, I've been personally kind of digging into. Um it it's kind of my passion right now, work-life balance and all of this stuff. And yeah, as a mom, as a wife, just a really a business owner at that, I'm almost certain you have uh, you know, thoughts on this topic. So a while back, you shared a post with the title "A Mom's Mental Load." I don't know if you remember this post. It was it was a while. Yeah. Um, and on it, there were several things listed, from the day to day practical to dos to the emotional development of uh, their children. I mean, everything in between. And it really was a cool post at learning just the dynamic and the, the mix of things that can go through a mom's mind throughout the day. Uh, and then on top of that, you you regularly share about the responsibilities, you know, of course, of uh, just being a mom. Mm-hmm. What's something that you think don't get talked about enough when it comes to work-life balance? Because um, there's a lot of content out there on work-life balance and, and how to be super productive and all that stuff, but it's yeah. something that you think, you know, I, I don't think this gets talked about a lot or enough.
1: Yeah. Um, well it's funny. Cause like, I think that you just like sort of touched on it when you were saying that there's like all these tips out there on how to be super productive and all of that. And then all of these basically, um, facades on social media of people looking like they're always being super productive and doing it right. And that they all have their shit together all the time and stuff. And I think that that's just not real. You know, everybody has, um, I I mean, especially with little kids, like a day in the life of with little kids, it can shift on a dime. Like, you know, everything could be really sailing along smoothly and like you're on schedule and on time for your day and you're trying to leave and the baby poops his pants, you know? So you're like, Oh God, now we're like 10 minutes behind schedule and we're not going to get to soccer practice on time. And I'm supposed to bring the snacks and Holy God, what am I going to do? Um, so You know, there's just like the, there's, there's just too much room for error in a day for it all to be perfect. So I think that like letting go of this, uh, you know, false perception of perfection and um, these incredibly high expectations we all set for ourselves to be, you know, basically machines of productivity. And I am so guilty of this myself. Like I, I have to constantly, um, you know, talk myself off the ledge with doing too much. Like I, I definitely take on more than is good for me to take on because I think that you know this day and age we just get wrapped up in how much you actually can do with technology and the speed of everything around you but is that really important do we really have to pump out like you know everything we thought we needed to do on our to-do list every single day no like it doesn't leave you any time to stop and smell the roses and uh and we need more of that we need more of a of a return to you know, some, some slowing down a little bit. Um, So I think that my work life balance, which is still a lesson for me is to um, really slow it down. Cause uh, I think that would be the most realistic way for people to not only uh, work happy, but live happy, you
0: know? Yeah. Oh, that's that right there is powerful. Not, only work happy, but live happy that's a quote <laughs> um, you said you said a lot of powerful things in there, but there are two things that stood out to me um, that I would love for you to expand on just a little bit longer if you can. Um, first, you said you often have to talk yourself off the ledge of feeling like you need to accomplish everything. Um, what does that look like what what is talking yourself off the ledge looks like I think that could be really helpful for some folks.
1: Yeah. That's funny to like actually verbalize it. Like, I think it's just like I was almost saying, like, take a second, stop, stop what you're doing. Your mind is going a million miles per hour. Oh my God. Like, should I put this? I really wanted to put rosemary on the chicken, but like, I don't know if I have time to like chop the rosemary up also and get it on the chicken and it's not going to be perfect. Oh my God. And like, you know, everything else. And that's just one small tiny thing in the day that goes on. Uh, um, Um, And I think it's just like, stop, like prioritize. What do you really want out of today? You know, I think if we can like really prioritize our, you know, not just what we need to do, but what we also want to do in a day that um, we can talk ourselves off the ledge a little bit more. Like, do I really want to do this? Do I really need to do this? Yeah. sometimes yes, sometimes now. So, um, I think just being able to, uh, prioritize what's, what's really truly like, not even, it doesn't even have to be so serious as like important, you know, but just, yeah. you know, practical for you right now.
0: Yeah. And in addition to that, um, and you repeated it in, in what you said just now, actually the second piece. And I, I feel like this, this could be, really liberating for someone um in hearing you say this that you don't need to do everything on your to-do list every day like it's okay it's okay sometimes to say you know what I think that's all I got in me today and I'm gonna push some stuff to tomorrow
1: yeah um I think that we just all have these insanely high expectations for um ourselves. I mean, if you're like, it sounds like it's like, if it if you're like you, or if you're like me, um, holding yourself to just really high standards, um, all the time because of everything that basically, I think that we see these days, people doing Pinterest, social media, Instagram, these perfect looking, um, you know, quote unquote, hot mess moms that are like, had time to put together a letter board that said, I'm a hot mess mom. I'm like, well, j- that- <laughs> you're not that much of a hot mess you have a letter board that you just arranged all those little letters on like what the that took time (laughs) I'm like that is not on my to-do list today um but you know just uh giving yourself a give yourself permission to take a friggin break like yeah
0: yeah. um, absolutely absolutely i i love that and if you're listening to this and and you know you're you have kind of one of those a1 personalities that like i'm a, i don't know if you're familiar with the enneagram but i'm an enneagram one and so the perfectionist and yeah. so this is something i have to be extra intentional about which i'm learning yeah. right now in the season yeah. but if you're listening to this man if if that's you i really hope you take this to heart like just it's okay it is all right.
1: <laughs> I was reading one of your um, one of your tweets um, or posts uh, in your in your highlights, and it was about um, selflessness to the point of self destruction.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, that really hit me because it's like you're not being selfless if you're being self destructive, basically. And yeah. uh, and that's what it comes down to. It's just. Um, you can be a martyr and try to do it all, but who are you really helping in the end? Like your happiness matters, and uh, yeah, your your mental health matters. So absolutely, take a chill pill, right? We all need to sort of take a chill pill.
0: Yeah, they need to invent though.
1: <laughs> what is a chill pill? Like? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. So yeah, there's so much we can dive into, but I'm going to bring us to a close. Yeah. Um, as you know, or as you probably know, the Pocket Potential is all about helping people take small steps in the right direction, which I think you've, you've given plenty of small steps in the right direction so far this episode. Um, but if you were able to, what would you recommend to maybe a listening young parent to, who are, who's trying to navigate the whole back to school world and, you know, in a COVID world? And maybe just needs a little inspiration or a little encouragement.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, to be to be honest and and transparent again, I am uh, I'm having my own issues with navigating that, you know, on a day to day basis. And and I guess that what I would say to those people is, you're not alone. Uh, this is hard for everyone right now. Um, it's not just hard for you. And if someone else it doesn't look hard for them. It is behind closed doors. I freaking guarantee that. And uh, you know, you take it one day at a time. That's all we can do right now because I think like looking towards the future too much is very overwhelming. We have no answers. There is no real finish line for this, which is a really, um, yeah, a mental hurdle for goal-oriented people. I think you just want to know how much longer do I have to do this? How many more days? Like, do I have to put one foot in front of the other and just keep going on this? And uh, and and we don't have that right now. It's uh it's hard. It's definitely a mental hurdle. Um, so it's I think about one day at a time and just trying your best to live in and enjoy the moment for what it is, even if it's a shitty moment, you know, Um, just that you're here and, um, and doing it, you know?
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much. And, and Caitlin, thank you so much for being uh, on the pocket potential today. You have been a phenomenal guest and funny as, as usual. (laughs) And it, it really was a pleasure to have you on as we wrap up our time together. Uh, where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to hear or see your content?
1: Well, um, first of all, thank you for your kind words. And it has just been um, as fulfilling for me, um, to be honest, this was great. So thanks again. And uh, if you do want to find me, uh, I'm mostly on Instagram at big time adulting, all one word. So there I am, you'll see my crazy ass shaking around all over my Instagram page. I mean that literally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. If you're, if you're especially a young parent and you just need a, literally, if you need to know that you're not losing your mind, I highly <laughs> recommend it. Uh, but if you also want honesty about what it's like to be a young parent and just have a community, I, I don't know where else to, to, to really look to get that combination. I think that's right. awesome. Thank Thanks. you so much for what you do. All right, Paul. Well, amazing. Uh, Thank you again for being on the show. We'll be sure to include all of Caitlin's links as well as her uh, Instagram handle in the show notes of today's episode. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at Adulting, as mentioned before, for some smiles, laughs, and inspiration. Uh, And as we wrap up today... Uh, Thank you for listening to the Pocket Potential. Our heart always is to help you to take a small step in the right direction. If you like and support this podcast, uh, be sure to share this episode with a friend and, and or leave a positive review on whatever platform you listen on. It's very helpful to us when you do that. And remember, a small step in the right direction is a big deal. Until next time.